Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of FM Wolves, otherwise known as Full Moon Wolves. For the sake of social media and everything, the handle will be FM Wolves. Uh, I am Alex, next to me is Brian. We what are... Up? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> we are two lifelong Timberwolves fans, and while the market is saturated with Timberwolves podcasts, uh, we believe uh, two only children that you want to hear our unique per- perspective on the team. And that's what we hope to provide you guys uh, with yeah. this pod. We are coming from purely a fan uh, perspective here. We're not going to be like, uh, you know, John Krasinski. We're not going to be giving you like insider information or, you know, breaking down plays like Dane Moore does. Uh, but we're just gauge. We're the pulse of the fan base. Sure. Though I do hope to be like Britt Robson one day and talk to Chris Finch for hours on end. But with that, uh, yeah, do you want to jump? Yeah, do you want to jump right in to uh, expectations for the team yeah, this year? Yeah, so brand new season for the Wolves, twenty three twenty four season. Uh, expectations are high. I think the excitement is pretty pretty high compared to our, even more so than last year. You think? You know, I mean, compared to last year, there was this sort of like. I mean, there's just this cloud over the team that was just like we gave up what. For what? And, like, is this going to work? We're supposed to be good. Yeah, and there was this sort of, like, anxiety about it. Like, man, what if it doesn't work? Yeah. And this this sounds weird, but, like, now that we saw that, now that we saw the ways in which it doesn't work, we've seen the ways that it can work with the additions that Tim Conley's provided, like Mike Conley and Naw, and even the early start of the preseason. I know we're sort of jumping ahead to what we're going to talk about, but it's just, like, last year it was very clear that there were players on the team, and I was a D'Lo fan that were skeptical of the two exactly. big lineups starting. We were very good on paper, and I think the expectation was, oh, it's going to all work out, and, uh, you know, we're going to win 50 games. Uh, but that clearly wasn't the case. Like, we got injury, uh, injuries, so Cat and Gobert weren't on the floor. So I think, like, this time, like, I think the vibes are a little more cohesive. Like, the chemistry is good around the team. Like, Ant is, you know super outgoing he's taking more of that leadership role now we saw him with the FIBA World Cup where he was the guy uh you know the first option. oh yeah I mean he gained the respect of everybody like you saw it not just the players but the coaches, coaches like like early fair, on it was very sure. clear like they were trying to make Jalen Brunson Mr. America exactly and that's nothing against Jalen Brunson like he's good uh, but I mean, out like off the jump, like they were trying to have Ant come off the bench. Well, they had Bre- Brandon Ingram too, and he was supposed to be kind of like the dribble playmaker type first option type yeah. person. He kind of got demoted on that World Cup team. Well, it's like no, they thought it's like oh, it's like a wing heavy NBA league. Like he's gonna yeah. be our star wing. You need length, like but you know. it's just like no, not when you have a shooting guard as great as Ant is, so who, athletic and. Yeah. You know, and then also Cat is in in shape too. He he played for the Dominican team, and he was also Cat balled out for DR. Yeah. He looked. He was shooting threes from deep, and like Nah, um, Nikhil Alexander Walker was a real difference maker for Canada. They won the bronze medal that year, and like he was just flying all over the court. He was hitting shots. Well, the thing that was so encouraging about Naw with Canada is that you saw him kind of be like the the secondary ball handler next to SGA. Like, no offense to Dylan Brooks. Like, 
he's just not that guy on no. any in any level of basketball, whether it's FIBA yeah. or NBA. Like Dylan he's a good is a defender, wing, but wing three. He's a, he's maybe above average three and D type person. His but contract says he's not. Four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rock has paid that man like. Yikes. He's but he's gonna be the premier wing stopper in the league. But yeah, no, Naw was encouraging in FIBA. Cat basically everybody was encouraging in FIBA except for Rudy. But even around about I mean, way, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, that's what I was last the, yeah. year they won the he you could tell he was, you know, playing a lot for the it was the Europe European Championships and you know, I think he got kinda gassed or like, you know, he was you know, maybe a little overworked, a little tired. Well, yeah. Well, camp. that's why Rudy was encouraging this time around because he didn't play as yeah, much. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, that's why the whole French team. There was an early exit. I think that was good for us. Yeah, Tim Connolly was thrilled with the lack of minutes he received yeah, and the so lack of I, games they played. Everyone is healthy, and you know, I think our expectations for this season is maybe maybe the ri- actually being well, a first, top four seed. Well, first of all, it also doesn't help all like the hoopla that's coming out like with with, with the people who are smarter than us making the making using stats and analytics like Kevin Kevin Pelton on ESPN had them like he has his 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 uh, analytics has have them being the two seed John Hollinger today and his uh nerdy numbers I I love John Hollinger but no offense he, he's the godfather of PER, he has them being the third seed. Yeah, so winning forty eight games and like I think look at who we signed too going to our offense, our our free agent acquisitions. Like we were able to resign Nas, that was huge. Like we signed Shank, uh, Shake Milton, who's like a big combo guard. Shake Milton is nice. He can shoot. He has a nice like dribble pull up. He shoots like forty percent from corner. I know threes. that he has playoff experience. Exactly. He has with experience playing with stars and star bigs. Troy Brown Jr. I mean, I'm not as high as him as you know some people, but you know he can also. Well, the crazy shoot. thing about him is how old do you think he is? Yeah, he's. I mean, I know how. Oh, old. you do? Okay, he's 23. Like you know, he came yeah. into the he's year so young still. He came into the league really young. Like he only spent like a year at, or two at Oregon. And then he was just basically off his rookie contract, and he signed off uh, onto Lakers. Was, this this is uh, spoiler alert, folks. This is not on the out the pre production outline. But like, what's your thoughts on the strategy that I actually like it that Tim, what Tim Connolly is doing is finding these first round picks that didn't really work out with their original team or their second team, like Naw and Troy Brown, and seeing like there's talent here. The I think first round I picks. think it's key that we didn't overpay for guys like you know very very uh manageable contracts like two year ten million dollar deals. And not like that. It's like Nah was a throw in. I mean he was clearly identified. It's like when you're doing like a fantasy football no, trade. He was a thrown he was a thrown throw in. Like yeah. he was he was forgotten about in Utah and he kinda like revitalized his com- uh, career with us. Like, you know, he was able to, you know, be that spark plug energy guy and, you know, he got he was a very streaky three point shooter, but he can provide that wing defense, especially with Jaden when when he was out with his broken hand. He was the main guy on Jamal. Yeah, I, I have some friends in my life that say he did a bad job in that Jeez. Denver Nuggets series. I mean, like, yeah, I would disagree with that wholeheartedly. And then he shut down Shea, his cousin, in the playing game. Like, he was the reason why we were he did, able yeah. to, Jaden punched, well, yeah. to win uh, that game to get us into the eighth seed. And so... Like, our roster is 10 deep. Like, we're 10 deep. Well, it's more than 10 deep. But, like, going yeah. back to kind of what we are talking about, like, the aura of what was surrounding the team to start last year is kind of, like, this nervous energy, like, 
oh man, is this going to work? It better work. Like, but then how, it, how's it going to play out? We don't But then know. it was just like, oh, it didn't exactly work out at plan, but it still turned out all right. We made the playoffs, Ant ascended. And then not only that, you doubled down on the trade by picking up Mike Connolly. Yeah. And then you saw it work. And not only that, to talk about what you mentioned, like bringing the pieces that they did this offseason. Complimentary. That, complimentary. Like the energy going into this year just feels like so much different than last year. There's like a exactly. sense of like hopefulness. There's there, purpose. There's yeah. purpose. And I think, uh, you know, this team is definitely built for the playoffs. We're not just throwing uh, pieces in there and hoping things work out, like kind of like last year. Um, we, you know, with D'Lo, because I, I think that was also another thing, too, where we didn't know how D'Lo was going to play with Rudy. But yeah. with Mike Connolly, we know how Rudy's going to play with uh, Mike Connolly since they've played together for so many years. And then even last year it started to gel better. And so... And not only that, there's also just... There's a lack of nervous energy because, like, heaven forbid, uh, freak injuries happen. It all all goes to a wayside. Uh, They have their pick this year. Completely. They just have their pick. And not only that, you are... I can't speak for anybody else, not to speak in second verse, but, like, I feel really good about a three-headed foundation of Ant, Nas... And when he does sign his long-term contract, Jaden. Yeah, and I think also the way that energy is going to is like we're expecting, and, and I think that's the reason why uh, people have been, uh, you know, projecting us so high is because at, uh, you know, Jaden's going to be, you know, uh, all defense first team or, or something like yeah. that. You know, he's going to take that leap. Uh, Nas is taking that leap and Ant is going to take, you know, that super leap, you know, he's going to be like an all pro player, hopefully. And so like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not expectations and the vibes. Expectations are are high, not just because of, uh, the, the nerds like Pelton and Hollinger. It's also high because like you, it's not just the numbers, like there's the eye test of preseason. Yeah, like exactly. You're seeing We're the structure in the flow in the preseason right now. They are undefeated, and, and they they've look, been looking really good in the preseason. Yeah, outside of last night's game, uh, which well, even was just, last night's game, it was it was nice. I didn't watch it, but like I saw the box score, I saw uh, highlights, and you saw Leonard Miller like the he's second, promising the second pick uh, steal thirty third overall play. He had round. a twenty three and fifteen rebound game like the next know. i'm called i think he's the next lamar odo he was a steal like you know he's only 19 years old minat was just explosive he had a 20.6 rebound six assists game playing excellent defense couple blocks in there well, my not's just the he, he's in that lineage of like the perry jones the third types just like freak athletes freak wings oh, where he's just so go, like, long so bouncing like like talking very about, enticing to watch but you hope like he's not out. even expected to be in the rotation right now no like, yet he yet he wants to be he clearly well he he like even if injuries you know happen god forbid like Minot, i'm confident that Minot will step up and like be that rangy defensive guy i mean you saw it last year in that utah game like yeah. during the trade deadline he was like, ba- Josh- when when Jaden got in uh foul tr- trouble against uh you know the utah Minot was bouncing no i i still shed a happy tear when i remember that fast break ant had with him that led to a Minot dunk i go yeah. oh this is the future and we're seeing it in the present i know so we got we got guys on the bench ready to go like luca Luca Garza, I mean, he put up 
he was looking like a star player. Walking 30 and 10. Yeah, I think that kind of reminds you, like, even these two-way dudes, you know, are too good to play in Europe. Like, there's so much talent in the NBA. Like, these guys are playing on two-way. Pun intended, Dwayne Bacon was sizzling last night. Yeah, exactly. And, like, he was on the NBA squad, like, you know, on on Charlotte for a couple years. And they got... Even Ashton Hagens was a two-way player yeah, for the kicked Wolves. Off. Yeah, kicked off. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. like, our, I'm excited because our roster is deep. Like, you know, they, we signed the right people. And so, and the preseason is showing evidence that, you know, things are, are Yeah, when are Finch was good. talking about, like, go, before preseason started, Finch, uh, like, on media day and even in, in, in practice pressers, uh, was really, like, pushing the idea of, like, structure and the flow. And as mentioned at the top, we're not total X's and O's people. So we were kind of like wondering like, okay, like, well, like what does that mean totally? And then once you see it, like how they start a set yeah. and then they sort of, uh, well, the, the point of the set is to create space and not necessarily it's to create active, a shot. like relocation. Like yeah. once, once Na passes it out to the corner, like he's ro- relocating to the other corner just yeah. in case. And like, you know, the ball movement is really good. And it's just all like the small, the little things like, attacking closeouts so you can you know get the corner three guy a little bit more open and so yeah it looks good yeah preseason has been has been encouraging yeah so what you want to talk about rotations like what what does the rotations look like you want do do we talk about rotations or you want to talk about someone's talking what do you mean cat yeah like the dude is i mean the dude's not talking (laughs) I know he's not he and that's also a good thing speak with your actions man like I think also with the Dominican team he knows what he can do like especially with this offense like people were I mean he he disappointed in the playoffs um you know with the foul trouble and the shooting and I think a lot of the time like you you see the commentary where People are like, Cat, stop complaining about all these fouls and just, you know, play basketball. And you can show when, uh, you can see that when, you know, in the, when they're playing World Cup, yeah. you know, they don't get, as, he wasn't, like, complaining to the refs as much. I mean, he did pick up a couple technicals, but, like, he wasn't flailing his arms and, like, he was still getting back on defense, like. You know, he's just got to, you know, know how the game, how the refs are being, are calling the game and just adapt to it. And instead of, you know, trying to uh, complain about each foul when, you know, yeah, maybe they're fouls. But a lot of the time you look on the replay, like Jim Pete is like, yeah, that's a foul. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. But look, Kat's on-court antics have uh, been discussed and uh, analyzed for many, many years, but it's, it's gotten, I'm not going to say weird. It's just got, he, there, he's taking a different approach this year because uh, I don't think he's had uh, a more than eight word answer to anyone in an interview. Uh, even, even last night in the in-game arena uh, with the preseason game with the uh, the non-rotation players playing, um, they talked to him on the sideline. Again, it was just uh, less than eight word answers. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I totally get, you know, uh, I think he's bringing a bit more of a, uh, uh, a blue collar, pick up your lunch pail, go to work, clock yeah, in, I clock out like approach. You can all like, you can say, you can talk a big game all you want. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, you can say we're, we're going to go out there and like, we're just going to blow people out. But like, 
Right now, like, actions speak louder than words. Well, I mean, compared to the media day what he opened up with last year, it's just like, we are on a path to excellence. That was last year. Yeah, especially when Wiggins was there still, too. Like, he would, you know, there was, he would reaffirm those high expectations, like, you know, we're all-star or whatever. And so, but I think also, too, it also, um... The fact that, you know, Ant, Ant is probably going to be number one. He's going to probably be the number two option, too. Yeah. And it's like, he knows that, you know, he's doesn't yeah. have to be the star player. He doesn't have to talk like, you know, he doesn't have to put that yeah, much no, pressure I, I on his Yeah, no, I equate it to be, this is going to sound like a weird analogy, but I kind of equate it to being like a kid king. And then his two, like, advisors are Kyle Anderson and Mike Conley. Yeah. Like, Mike Conley and Kay are, like, preparing him Even for when Rudy's he's, like, Gobert totally... Nah. Not Rudy. <laughs> no. But, yeah. You, you will eventually learn my opinions of Rudy throughout this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just leave it at that before saying anything. But I feel like with Cat, another reason why he's becoming a little bit more uh, sparse with his, world, his words is due to the reactions of the, the way, like, social media reacted to his podcast tour over the summer, like with Pat oh, Beverly and Paul, Paul George. George. Yeah, that too. Where he said, uh, which this is going to get me in hot. His, he said that what by the Timberwolves making the play and it was more of an accomplishment than the Denver Nuggets winning the title because the Nuggets had more time to gel, which is true. Kat, you're right. If that is the basis for your argument, Small you, victories. you are, he's right. It's a, it's a unique argument. Uh, I would argue a flawed argument, but it's none the it's it's sound it's technically logic it's logical it's a logical connection between the two. Um, so I feel like due to the uproar from that, he I think he's well, sort of also biting from his tongue. That podcast train where you know Bruce Bowen was doing his rounds, like people were saying. Oh yeah, Bruce gave, Brown. Yeah, we gave the Nuggets their hardest test. Like, well, was it we or was it Ant? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Ant is we. <laughs> was it we or was Ant it Ant? is we. Ant is a ten rules. No, I mean, that's not... I mean, you saw it in uh, Game 5. You saw the two-man pair between Rudy and Cat take off. And um, I was just being a little... Making a little jokesy there. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, so... But with the rotations, it's a deep team. Yeah, so we got... Uh, list, we got Nick... We got, so we got our starters. We got Anthony. We got Conley. We got uh, Jaden, uh, we got Cat and Gobert. That's our starting five. Yeah, that's the starting five, provided people are healthy. Yeah, and then we got... I mean, the, they have another five that could beat bad teams. Yeah, I mean, Nas, Nas they're saying Nas is probably going to be playing 90% uh, I mean, they're, they're, power forward. I mean, their bench five yeah. is Nas, yeah. K.A., Troy Brown, yep. Naw, Shake. and Shake. Yep. No offense... That team, I mean, if the Trailblazers, I mean, if that, if those five played the Trailblazers, I think they could win, like, they oh, would go yeah. 500 against them in a 10-game series. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we could definitely beat the Trailblazers with that starting five, I think so. Well, I mean, DeAndre Ayton is maybe good, maybe, that's a different, this is well, not we NBA don't know, We don't know, we don't know how DeAndre Ayton's going to Look, show. all the, I just remember two years ago, people were calling him the second coming of Patrick Ewing, and I saw him in the finals, I mean, and I was, was like, drafted, I kind of see it. He was drafted above Luca, so, I mean, there's talent there. But, like, you know, like, uh, And yeah. by the way, that's not just a scoot. I think a scoot's going to be great. 
It's just that rookies are just not good, especially point guards. Yeah, there's a lot. There, I mean, you could see it over time. I don't want to digress too much, but just like you know, there's a percentage learning curve where your shooting percentage yeah. is. I mean, like really hey, low. hey, Wolves fans, remember You're the first half of remember the first half of Ant's rookie year? Yep. It was Andrew watching, Wiggins yeah. very in the flip Sander years is very inefficient, and so there's a learning curve. But you know we got we got ten we're ten deep and then you throw in like Wendell my not well we don't I, need to throw in Wendell <laughs> yeah I mean like the do you, I like at really this point good. his option's not gonna get picked up the team has until yeah. October thirty first to pick up his his rookie option and I based mean, on it's, it's economical for them to pick it up. But like he ha- he needs to show something. Mine is. Well. I don't. I don't even know if it is with the second layer apron and stuff. Like if you tell the team you can save three point five million dollars, the team might just be like, okay, cool. Like we'll do that, and everything. But no, the rotations are stacked. And then you got Jordan and McLaughlin. Like he's. Well, that's good. what I want to ask you. Yeah. Is Everybody, take a pause. No, no, no. What if J Mac reverts back to the J Mac of old? The same J-Mac that closed out a playoff series against the Memphis Grizzlies. The J-Mac, the old J-Mac who we saw a brief glimpse of in this preseason. We saw that sequence against the New York Knicks when he stole the inbound. Yeah, and then, yeah. then made the corner three at the end of it after he got kicked around. I don't, I, I feel like he's not a, I mean like this playoff showed he's not a playoff guy. Like, well, I, he wasn't healthy last year. You can't rely at, on him to be like the backup point guard for a playoff know, that's guy what, but what and, if uh, we playoff team and that's why we got Nas but he's a really great regular season point guard like a third op, third point guard what? where like he will be he he will give you off the bench minutes when you need a spark and he will do that uh stuff where like he'll steal the inbound like he'll get you know back-to-back steals transition no that he's a plus minus god yeah exactly and so like I love J Mac. He brings energy, but he's without. I all mean, he's the, okay, all the, very flawed in that he's flawed. He's he very was hurt. streaky. I would okay. Jump I would. Shooter, I would if if I had in my pocket, you know that like that erase your memories, Men in Black. Yeah. Gizmo. Yeah. The flash. I would flash that in your face about what J Mac did last year, and just be like, last year was a mulligan. He clearly wasn't healthy. He clearly wasn't a hundred percent. And it's like if that dude can get back to the to the level of what he was. Two years ago, I'll say it again, closing out a playoff series over technically a max contract player, which D'Lo was at the time. Yeah, he was getting minutes over over, uh, over D'Lo at the, at the playoffs because yeah. he could play defense and D'Lo could not. So that means this team basically, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. This is basically the idea of what if it does. Like everybody, just forget J-Max seasons last year. And just be like, oh, yeah, he's just coming off of losing the playoffs against the Memphis Grizzlies, and let's see what happens. And if he can get back to that level, your 11-man rotation is crazy. Like, it's insane. Yeah, I think, like, if he can average, like, you know, 44% from the field and maybe, like, 35% from three-point land, like, that's... And in, in just give you efficient minutes. Like, I mean, that's asking a lot because you're asking every time he, he plays, he's going to be efficient, which is not. Which, by the way, this probably is not going to happen. As far as we know, J-Mac lost his shot. I don't. I hope he doesn't. Uh, when he's healthy and when he's on his game, he's one of the most fun players to watch. So I hope he gets and it back. he's definitely de- a very deserving of a roster spot on this team. I mean, like, he's, a, he's a development 
I mean, regardless of how he's he played third, last he's year, he's a third string quarterback. I mean, third string uh, point. Guard. I mean, he's he's the uh, he's still young. He's yeah. still like twenty. Oh, I guess no. He's he was a, he was twenty seven. Yeah, no, but he's, he's entering his prime. I guess. Yeah. Is what we're we're he's still not yeah. he's not like a thirty three year old washed up you know pro. Yeah, we think otherwise that's a different yeah. tangent for point guards with the new running backs. But never mind. He's twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean the amount of different rotations the team can do. They. With their with their ten man rotation moving forward, we'll exclude J Mac. We're done with the what if good segment of the pot. Yeah. But the ten man rotation, they can do a lot of flexibility. They can go small with K A at the five. They could go medium sized ball, uh, which is playing one center, and they can obviously go super big. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what they're going to predominantly do is be super big, provided it works. I mean, that's what. Yeah, just be long and lanky. Play even eat shit. Give uh give Ant some point guard minutes, and then you got you got uh Ant Jaden at the two, you got Ka at the three, you got Nas or you got Nas at the four, and then Cat at the five, and just that'd be big. Out, and not only that, out. when you say Ant's the point guard, it's like you really have a secondary point guard and Ka out on the floor. Yeah, and not only that, people would say like the spacing might be weird in there because because everybody's concerned about K. When I love Kyle Anderson, I think he's great. But there is a concern about when you put them at the three, does that necessarily mess up your spacing? But it's like if your two bigs are Nas and Cat, you can do that. Defensively, it might be a little wonky. I don't know if you can – I don't know perimeter defense-wise you can play Nas, Cat, and K.A. all on the floor together. Um, But I think if you have Ant and Jaden next to him, that's definitely going to help. Yeah. I mean – K.A. can shoot the three, man. Like last year he he had a career high. Yes, on a low volume. On how many shot attempts? Hey, Lee, say it. But there you was have a, it up. Say it. One point five shot. Yeah, he was shooting less than two a game. But the thing is, is that people made him like people left him open, and he made him pay. He did, and that was the thing. And so, like, like, but he, not that often. No, I think a, a <laughs> like, lot of a lot of times people tested, it and then he would hit he it. He did. Then, I love. And great. then they would, you know, uh, play some better defense. Look, he's not just Finch's uh, safety blanket. He's mine, too. Like, whenever Kyle Anderson was on the floor, uh, I felt a lot more I mean, confident about yeah. the Wolves winning those minutes. Like, it, it got definitely got less clogged because he could do some high-low passing, you know, like from... Well, it. yeah, I mean, prior to Conley getting there, it was really just him. And yeah, then and before Cat getting hurt, it was really just him getting Rudy involved. He was involved. averaging five... He, I mean, he averaged five assists last year, and that's... Didn't he average like double digits? Like, what? Didn't he average like nine, five, and five or something? Yeah, yeah. close nine, nine, five, and four point nine. All right, we'll round up and give it to but him. Yeah, so basically ten, five, and five, dude, every night, and so and like Ant is improving his passing too. So you know, last year he it was a sound bite that he couldn't throw a lob last year. Well, I still don't think he can throw a lob, but uh, he threw some lobs in World Cup. To not Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is a very unique. That should be easier though. He's taller. Yes, and I mean we'll see. I mean his hands suck, but I see what you're coming. We'll see. I I I see. I see why you're hesitant. We'll see. I mean, hey, Donovan Mitchell never figured out how to throw a lob to Rudy Gobert. So what makes you think another uh, uber athletic shooting guard can? Yeah, that's just my thesis. But I hope Ant does. I hope it all works out. Um. So on the topic of rotations, before we end the pod with predictions, yeah, this is a fun idea that I wrote down. So on the topic of rotations, I'm going to run by Brian five lineups 
that won't ever happen, I wish I could see this year. Okay. So what I mean by that, folks listening at home, is these are five lineups that should and probably will not ever happen. And what I mean by should not ever happen is uh, a majority of these players are not in the 10-man we talked about. This is for the real sickos that went to the game last night and saw Luca Garza put up 30 and 10 and went, you know what? He should be in the rotation. Give that man a uh, uh, contract. Because we're about... We got an yeah. open uh, roster spot right now. We do. It's on a two-way. We do. And I spent about 10 minutes thinking like that, and I came up with five lineups that won't ever happen this year. I wish I could see. And I'll start, I'll start with this one uh, just because I like it. For folks that remember college basketball when it was really good and you saw Villanova... Uh, with the four guards. Uh, actually, this, this is a lineup that might happen. So let me scratch that. The, the Villanova lineup, I'll go with second. Here's one that probably won't. This is just a fun, young, full of fundum. Uh, Miller, Minot, Leonard Miller, Josh Minot, Jaden at the three, Ant at the two, and then Na at the one. It's just athleticism. Yeah, that's a, so, yeah, so who's at the five again? Leonard Miller. Leonard Miller at the five. Then who's at the four? Josh Not, Minot. Josh Minot. Jaden at the three. three. Ant, Ant at the at two, two. And Not at the one. Yeah, just uber defensive it's, lanky. It's length. You can you can kind I mean, the offense would They're be just play a mess. Fast. It's going to be fast. It's going to be chaotic. I mean, you can just put the ball in Ant's hands. Yeah, I'm, you just tell Ant, like, yeah. you go and, score. And do pick and rolls. Yeah, and not only that, people talk about, like, hey, Jaden, in that lineup, this would be Jaden's opportunity to, like, boost this. Like, yeah, Jaden, you're the secondary option offense. In to this. showcase that dribble pull-up game, too, that he's been working on over the summer. Yeah, so that five-man of Leonard Miller, like Josh Minot, Jaden, Ant, and Nah. A five-man lineup we probably won't ever see this year, but in three years we hopefully do, or even two. Um, that's one of them. Another one, this is the weirdest of them, and this goes back to the preseason last night and for the sickos. Um, and from a comment Finch made, I think jokingly, but maybe not. I'm pretty sure jokingly. But the five-man is Garza at the five, Cat at the four, Nas at the three, Aiden at the two, and Ant at the one. Let me explain. Who, who at the two? Jaden? Jaden at the two. Okay. So again, it's Luca at the five, Cat at the four, Nas at the three, Jaden at the two, Ant at the one. Give me two minutes for the Shark Tank pitch. Okay. Let me begin. This lineup cannot do anything defensively. I concede that. If if Luca and Cat are on the floor defensively, can they rebound though? Can they rebound? They're tall enough that they should rebound. What I'm really excited about is offensively. I think it would be super weird and cool because you could simultaneously play five out because all five of those dudes are shooters. Ant, Jaden, Nas, Cat, and Luca can bomb from three. Yeah. While at the same time, you have four dudes if you include Ant who can all post up. And I just think it would be the weirdest you thing. They all post up. Like they okay, but depending on the matchup, one of them goes down on the block and then they just all spam three. But you really trust Cat to post up and not draw an offensive foul. When they're playing five out, what can, yeah, I do. When you play five out, the other team cannot double team you in the post. That was the issue with Vando, and that was that was the issue with Vando. It's because he couldn't. Even when Cat got one on one on a smaller Cat one on one is great in the post. But he he couldn't take advantage of a smaller guy on him in the low post. He That's fine. He would always fine. draw an yes, offensive foul. Because there would be a trap He'd always, coming. like, flail or, like, flail his legs. No, or cat one-on-one. Or, like, you know, 
have an offensive foul. I ve- no, Cat one on one in the post is is a net positive. Like you are gonna win I mean, more times than not. I thought about that too last year, where it's like, oh, and that's what he learned did at Kentucky, right? Just low post drops. Well, yeah, because Cal didn't turn. learn to shoot threes. But I think like every single time I see him work out in the summer, or, like you see a uh, a YouTube video or like a Instagram reel. He's always working on his, like, step back, like, you know, like, dribble pull-ups, like, you know, taking the, or, like, taking the pass from the three-point line and, like, Okay, fine. You know what? Taking okay, a couple I'll, I'll concede and, this. And, he doesn't need to post up. up. He doesn't need to post. He can bomb away from threes, and then you have Garza on the post-up, and you have yeah, Nas think... on the post-up, and you have Ant on the post-up. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I don't know if it would work, and it probably doesn't. Just from like a basketball, I just feel like they don't. Re- they're gonna get out body on the rebound down. Low. I concede that this does not work defensively. Yeah. But the question is, is it so good offensively? Because it'd be so wonky to see a team that could simultaneously play five out while also post up four players. Yeah. That's just weird. Like I don't know if it would work or not. I would just want to see it from a nerdy basketball. Nas perspective. doesn't really post up two either. Bro, Nas has a nice. He doesn't do it because he's such he, a good dribbler, but he has, he, he has, has the an, best hand. He has the biggest, the you know. He has the best handles. Best I've ever, handles for a big man. I've seen him a minute. Him, you want him attacking the basket from the free throw line. Well, that's why he's a three in the lineup, and Lucas the yeah. five, and cast. I mean, I'm just saying. I just think it'd be wonky. I think okay, it'd be weird. Okay, let's, let's get the next. And one. And then the next, let's one get the next one is oh, this is the super small veteran switchy lineup of Ka at the five, Jaden at the four. Troy Brown at the three, Ant at the two, and Shake at the one. So it's basically a bunch of veterans. Well, yeah. You it's see. a defensive lineup. It is an, it's a defensive lineup, but it's also a good offensive lineup. You have Ant, K. I mean, you have Ant. It, it allows Jaden to be the Who's second. Who's at the five again? Not Kyle Anderson. Uh, Kyle Anderson. It's, it's a small lineup that can switch everything on Kyle defense. Kyle Anderson. Jaden at Jayden the f- four. Troy Brown at the three, three. Ant at the two. Shake at the one. Yeah. Again, this lineup probably we never see it, but I think it would be cool to see. I think it would provide a lot of versatility. I think Ka at the five is actually low key. That might that might be the that's what he does a lot of the time off the bench, where they're gonna put him at the five and Nas. Respectfully, have you what? Yeah. Sure. I mean, at that point, I mean, both Ka and Nas are so skilled that like it doesn't Finch really matter. Finch said that he's gonna play Nas ninety percent at power forward. Yeah, probably next to Cat and Rudy. Like, there. I don't know about that, but we'll see. We'll see. I I just yeah. kind of like it from a um, uh, from just a veteran perspective. And again, I'm a big Jaden guy. So the more I know, Finch said like we don't need to up his usage. And again, I love Finchy, and he knows way more about basketball than I do. But I would just say. Why not? I think there was sometimes. I think he just needs the the go ahead sometimes because sometimes there was times of the second unit where offensive got uh, offense got stagnant, and then Jaden can really take over a little bit more and be that primary ball handler when Ant is out and Cat is out. This next lineup, uh, definitely, we'll, we'll we'll end it with the teased uh, Villanova uh, lineup. Uh, hint: If you know what that means, we're talking about guards. But for this next lineup, uh, this cannot happen because one of the players uh, tore their ACL. <laughs> but Ooh. the lineup is Cat, K-A. Oh, you'll, you'll hear. Cat at the 5, K-A at the 4, Jaden at the 3, Ant at the 2, and Jalen Clark 
Oh. At the one. Jalen, for those who don't know, Jalen. He tore his Achilles. Tore his Achilles, excuse me. He has, yeah. He's going through a very, um, a, a long, uh, I don't know, he's just going through a. Rehab. Rehab is the word that I was looking he's for. He's probably going to spend the year, uh, you know, just with the team rehabbing. But my thought is, it can't happen this year for obvious reasons. But if it could, for I, Jalen Clark was the college uh, basketball defensive player of the year. Yeah. And uh, if you look at just his tape, uh, it is insane how he's good of a, a def- he's a bulldog and his media day. He's scrappy. And just his mindset, his media day, uh, I basically, uh, I instantly picked up uh, Jalen Clark's stock when he said on media day, like, me succeeding in the NBA is not going to be due to uh, a lack of hard work. Like, I'm going to yeah. run through that wall good. no matter how many times I guys. need to. So the concept there is, think of this lineup in the in the make-believe of what if J-Mac is good. And this make-believe is what if Jalen Clark was healthy. And the purpose of this lineup is basically what I've always wanted to see, which is you surround Cat with four very with very good to good defenders. Jalen Clark, um, if he hits his peak, is a very good defender. Ant, when he puts his mind to it, is a very good defender. Jaden, obviously, is a great defender. And K.A. is a very good team defender. So you have four very good defenders, and you just tell Cat, like, hey, it's good. Hey, Don't worry about this breeze. defensive just thing. Rebound. Like, everybody has their weaknesses, and, and, and everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. It's okay. Defense is yours. We got you with these four dudes. Yeah. There is, like, yeah, just focus on rebounding. Yeah. Yeah, I want more. Honestly, as a Wolves fan, like I want more at long athletic dudes playing. Like I want more Minot minutes. I want more. That's not like, happening. This Leonard year. Miller minutes. Not this year. Like six ten with like seven feet wingspan. Just bro, just go, just, just go watch just Showtime. Like and just throwing up. Showtime. Lobs. If you just want that, just go watch Thunder games from two years ago, <laughs> when that's all they did was just like throw out yeah. these like yeah. Um. So the last. The last rotation slash lineup that won't ever happen. I wish I could see this year. Um, now I'm just talking to myself. Maybe this this lineup does happen, but um, taking this is the Villanova lineup of four guards and a big, or actually inspired kind of by the Miami Heat. I'll talk about that later. But the lineup is Gobert at the five. Okay. Ant at the four. Wow. Gnaw at the three. Shake at the two. Conley at the one. And you go four guards, and you just say, Rudy, you're the big. Do all the big stuff. Don't even ask for the ball on offense. It's just and a lot set of, picks. Yeah, I guess it's a lot of dribble, dribbling. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, so the inspiration was the Villanova four guards and a big. But even if you look at the NBA nowadays, like look at the Miami. And this is gonna sound maybe like a crazy take, but it's like look at the Miami Heat last year. They would run Kyle Lowry at the one. Uh, when healthy Tyler Hero at the two, yeah, maybe at the three, and then Gabe Vincent at the two, and they would play Jimmy at the four with Bam at the five. Yeah, if Jimmy Butler can play power forward, I think Anthony Edwards can play power forward. Yeah, I mean he he can he can handle when when do uh when guys were trying to post him up on the low box. He held his ground. Like, he's he's big. Like, he's burly, too. Yeah, I mean, people forget how small Miami Heat were with Struess. Even the finals, it was like Kyle Lowry, Struess, Gabe Vincent. Yeah, that was their one, Celtics two, three. kind of didn't really have an answer for that. Yeah, and then Jimmy at the four, and then you had Bam at the five. By the way, the Wolves would be even bigger just because of Gobert is at the five. Yeah, I think I think I'm more of, like, the, on, on the trend where 
you want tall dudes as guard that that can play with ball handling, like you know, just give me. F- Give me what like, do you want? You want, me, you want me to be Toronto Raptors? Well, yeah, basically <laughs> to- Toronto Raptors. I think they're doing it right. Where it's like, give me, give me five, six, ten dudes that can all I, handle I, the ball. I, I, I used have to think seven, that. three wingspan. Like, put in a lineup that you have like Gobert, Jaden, uh, you know Nas, like you know Leonard Miller, and then like put your put yeah. Aunt. I mean, I used to think that, but I just saw the Sixers just destroy them yeah. in the playoffs with Embiid and the a Sixers bunch of guards. The Sixers try to do that too, and then, well, I think Embiid is a different beast where he can he's three hundred pounds, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Here. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying uh, that the Wolves have the equivalent of a Joel Embiid on their team yeah. now, but Ant maybe in a few years. But you yeah, know, I used to think that way that like the future of the NBA Dude, was just and like they could get taller too. And still young, like Nas. Nas just grew this Nas week, grew, again. Grew uh, two inches apparently, and so you know, Jaden's like six ten and a third, and like Ant's growing. We'll see, man. Like we'll see. I mean, I I used I I was once on the train like you are now that I thought the future of the NBA was just. Every lineup, everybody's gonna have six eight to six ten guys in all five positions. Yeah, we have five aliens on the. Yeah, and that's gonna. But I think what you're seeing now with like the introduction of like Wemby and the introduction of even even to a lesser extent. Well, I shouldn't say lesser extent, but just to an extent like you're seeing in Scoot. Uh, this doesn't sound like a weird analogy, but it's like you're seeing the monsters of basketball players. Yeah. Like Wemby is not. He's literally an alien. His nickname that, is the alien. That real so is so funny in the preseason of. Uh, so they're playing the hot, uh, the Heat, and Wemby takes a dunk, basically a putback dunk, or dunks it from the restricted area, and Thomas Bryant, who's six ten, he just gets dunked over. He can't oh do yeah, anything. I saw that. Thomas and he yeah. looks right into the sideway camera. He's like, "What do you want me to do?" Yeah, and, th- and that's gonna be no different than people experience with Scoot. Like Scoot is a running back. It's like to a lesser extent, Ant, but like Scoot is a freak. Athlete, like what I, I mean, he's the same body type as Ant. Yeah, so Ant like, is a linebacker. Yeah, he's a little shorter than Ant. Yeah, he's a little shorter, but he has the same sort of build. And it's just like when I talk about the monsters, now, I was like, you're gonna see, tr- I think you're gonna see traditional sort of positions. It's not gonna be like a six yeah. nine point guard. You'll see traditional uh, positions, kind of at like their maxed out form, like a seven four three in Wemby, or like yeah. a six two uh, Brinks truck. Zion, dude. Zion, Zion already looks like a monster. Dude, Zion's just dude. like a. I mean, he's a he's a little taller than Charles Barkley, and the analogies are thrown about. It's like it's just a it's a maxed Way, out version yeah, of, of like Charles Barkley. Yeah, it's like a maxed out version of traditional positions yeah. that you would never you would never even have thought of. Like you like that like the idea of a point like if you were it's told, like tech, uh, technological inve- advancement in a basketball player. Exactly, you're right. It's like, like yeah, it's like you're updating like back, the iOS. Yeah, you're just like ba- what back then, like like 1920s, you got a Model T. Now you yeah. got a Corvette. Yeah. Like, so that's what. But again, I mean, maybe it does swing to the medium sized ball back again. I think obviously length on defense is always going to be key. So I I could see teams just going to those sort of medium size like. Six eight six tens just for the defensive reasons and certain matchups and everything. Yeah, definitely more interchangeable, and you can see too, the body types have changed too as the game has become less physical. Like oh yeah, you can see LeBron; he's more thin or he's leaner, very more slim. Like definitely 
trying to be more elastic. All right. Well, let's let's get this pod back to now. now we're talking kind of on the evergreen well, that kind NBA of goes into theory. predictions. Yeah, I was gonna say let's want to close out to... close out with predictions. Yeah, and so I don't know if we're gonna be like a top three contender, but I think the number think nerds say we are. Like I'll say again, but a I... four or five seed. I don't know if. I think we're going to be, I guess technically it would be the over. The over is what, 44 and a half wins? I think we win 45 win- games. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how many wins it's going to take to be a top four or top six seed just because I think there's going to be so much parity in the West. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm stealing this from Dane Moore, uh, the king of Wolves pods, but he had this cool bet idea of, uh, of betting on nobody wins more than 50 games in the West this year. Yeah, that would be was an like, interesting bet. Yeah, I don't even bet, really. And I just thought it was just, like, an interesting idea. Like, what does that look like? Like, if you would have, like, I don't think any, I can't even think of the last time that's happened. Not in my lifetime. Yeah. And you, you think about Denver, they're going to probably going to have a championship hangover. Uh, you know, Phoenix is loaded. Um, I mean, the whole Golden West is stacked. Yeah. I think it's really hard to be The Lakers restocked, they resign uh, Austin yeah. Reeves. The Lakers are going to be stacked. Like it's really hard to say, "Oh, we're going to win 50 games." Yeah. Or, or like win 48 and be a top 3 seed in the West. Yeah. So like I don't know how much the over under impacts getting a top 4 or 6 seed if the the crazy thing happens where nobody wins 50 games, but I'm pretty for my predictions, I'm pretty confident that they will be a top 6 seed. I don't know if they're going to be a top four seed. I would take the over on 44 and a half uh, because regardless of what I just said for the last two minutes, I do think there's going to be a West team that wins 50 games. That's just what happens in basketball. It's definitely teams in the regular, uh, like regular season built or like to take advantage of like Golden State. They know how to play in the regular season. Yeah. Or like what happens if Zion suddenly decides like, you know what? I feel like playing basketball this year and he's awesome injuries either too. He might get hurt again too. Like, okay. OKC looks good. He might, but those 25 games he played, it was like, yo, you don't know how they're going to answer. Well, you know, he's not playing 25 games. (laughs) I mean, I think, uh, I think my hope or like my high hope, hopes and dreams would be like a four seed, but I think realistically it's going to be like five or six. All right. And then for the last prediction, uh, just because it does carry some weight for the long-term longevity of the franchise. too, with the max contract. He's he's already at the Supermax because he made all NBA the year they they beat, they won the play-in against the Clippers. Okay, so yeah. his... He's, he's, he's he, got the super, he, super max. Because he just signed one last year, right? What if he gets all NBA? Nothing. Because he, he got rewarded yeah. for... Uh, being all NBA of the year, they yeah. beat the Clippers in the play-in. Um, so as we're alluding to, kind of alluding to, if you picked up on it, Ant making all NBA this year. Um, if he makes all NBA this year, it impacts um, the value of his max his contract. contract uh, his yearly salary will which is, go up, which yes. would hurt the Timberwolves. Well, it's kind of a sticky wicket because yeah. it harms you in the sense that it doesn't allow you for as much roster flexibility yeah but um if he doesn't be make a tax it, team for sure but if he doesn't make it so basically the basically the two scenarios are if he doesn't make it he doesn't get the super max and they have potentially some more roster flexibility 
due to not having the kick up like Cat did for making All NBA when you beat the year they beat the Clippers in the play in. But if Ant does make All NBA, he gets the Supermax. And what I, in my care about that, just from my Wolves fan perspective, is um, I think the more money Ant gets paid, uh, the greater uh, opportunity there is for him to stay in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, but also, if he wins at All-NBA, that means the Timberwolves are winning. That is true. Because he's not winning. He's not, yeah. He's not winning All-NBA if, you know, we're just a mediocre team and he's putting no. up or even, crazy stats. Yeah, even when Cat, you know, they people like, oh, Cat only beat the playing Clippers. Like, they won 46 games that year. Yeah. The thing, is, I mean, the NBA, uh, All-NBA is also uh, a regular season yes. award, too. So, like... And it's so, it's so, uh, the competition is so, you know, high because, you know, because there's so many top players and there's so many, you know, up players that are deserving, you really got to go by wins too. You got to factor in that team, that team, um, success as well. So, I mean, it's a kind of a, yeah, definitely a, a double-edged sword. Like if Ant win, it, it, you know, if Ant wins, then we win. Yeah. as a team and if he doesn't go we get a little bit more roster flexibility but i don't necessarily that i I don't believe that's worth it than feeling better about ant staying yeah i'm not gonna be like oh i don't want ant to win all NBA. Yeah. but by the way i mean like, going back I'm to what i find that if he doesn't win it yeah but it's like with our predictions like i think they're gonna be a top six seed and because of that i think they're gonna hit the over 44 and a half and i think if they don't do those two things those two things I think Ant will also be all NBA. Yeah, and then also I'm saying Jaden also on a defensive team this year, all defensive team this yeah, year. Yeah, well, we're, yeah. Winning. we're monitoring that and we'll talk about his contract situation and then, next like, time. Yeah, and then F it. Like if if we're if we're if Ant's all NBA, we're winning. Jaden's all defensive team. Cap Cap might get a third team all NBA for the center yeah. position. And we're drinking a lot of blue Kool Aid. Yeah, this, this is like yeah, this is our hopes and dreams. Like if all things good happens, like we are just eating, dude. We're 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 getting that filet mignon. We're yeah. We're on the well, I, I guess the last we're question, popping bottles. Yes, because if yeah, it's like so. To close it out with one last question: the team's expectation is win a playoff series. Yeah, does that happen? I think so. I think so. I think we get it past the first round. We we break the curse. All right. Well, this has been a great podcast because I agreed with him on that. I'm pretty sure we agreed on all of the predictions. Yeah. So on that note. FM uh, FM Wolves. I suck at pronouncing it. FM Wolves, Full Moon Wolves. And we'll leave it at that and catch you guys next time. Yep. Thank you.